it's the mentality thing for me a lot as well. Um, in terms of if again, speaking for myself in the gym, I know if we've reached the point where there's been a couple of sessions, like if it's heavy bench or like back Aye. trying to do heavy squats, whatever, when we're trying to get like 160 or whatever it was, if you get a few sessions in a row where you, you feel that last lift going into that next session, it's already in your head. You're just thinking, I'm, yeah, gonna, I'm, not gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm not gonna do this. This is gonna be too heavy for me. You're I can't shit. do this. You're <laughs> shit. Why are you doing this? Just chuck it. Let's go back to doing right. 140 when it was dead easy. Um, which cause ties in with what we were talking about the other week, taking the easy road. It's all it's all mental, man. Do you know what I mean? Right. And I know even uh, recently back on but talking about playing golf again, like I went out last week a couple of times and I was actually playing half decent. I was like, oh yeah, this is good. And that really? that breeds well. I mean, good's a relative term. Less shite, right? <laughs> Welcome to Gains and Pains with Scott McLaughlin and Colin Gibbon in association with Just Train and a ton of coffee, where we get together each week to talk health, fitness, and some absolute nonsense. Hello. <laughs> Big delay there. I know. So <laughs> get, used to, get used to that today, mate. That's, that's going to be the way of it. <laughs> you tired? Mate, I am gubbed. White. Psych- the, the cycle? Uh, that as well. Like, um, I've just done, I've been doing loads the past couple of days. We went cycling. When was it? Sunday? Saturday? Sunday? Did a big cycle over the weekend anyway. Right. And then played golf with Lucy yesterday morning. And then, <laughs> wait for it, you, you sitting down? <laughs> Did a 5k <laughs> last night? <laughs> yeah. I know. What? Right, so, backstory, right? We're recording, by the way, right? Just FYI. Don't be slagging anyone oh, off. <laughs> <normal. laughs> um, when was it? What day is this? This is Tuesday, isn't Tuesday. it? Uh, Sunday night, I think. We were down to, um, we were down to see Gary and Fiona down the road. Like, big Gary, right? <laughs> big Stevens, we were all. We went down to theirs, because um, obviously kids can play together now. So they're all, they've all grown up together and stuff. So they were farring about. <laughs> it was funny, the kids were just like, right, excellent, we're out of lockdown now, we can hang about. And then the four of us, the adults, were just like, uh, eh, just really awkward. <laughs> Because, <laughs> like, right. you still can't, like, go back to normal. You're like, oh, hiya, from a distance over here where the kids are running about. Um, right. Anyway, long story short, right, I chatting away and just asking them what they've been up to and stuff because at one point <laughs> we were out in the back garden in the house and we just heard a whistle and a hand running by the, the top of our fence, right? It turned out it was Gary. <laughs> He's like, all right. <laughs> and just ran by. So I was saying to him, I don't know, I was just saying to him the other night, it's like what, the highlight of my lockdown so far was a senior disembodied hand running by my garden. Um and he was like, ah, I know, we've been doing the we've been doing the fight we've been running he says he's been running like three times a week, him and his missus. Um, <laughs> I remember Gary's been running. Yeah. <laughs> to the fridge and back. <laughs> Harsh. <laughs> right, Gary, not a known athlete, right? Um but he said like him and 
Fiona have been doing their, they did the couch to 5k thing yeah right so fair play to them he's been the two of them have been out like three times a week and all the rest of it and they're up to their 5k did he give you his time and then you went and beat it no not at all right um, he was just saying he was he was out doing it and stuff like that. I was like, oh, cool, man, that's really good. Good on you. Uh, just, you know, I don't think I've run for like, I don't know, <laughs> better part of five years or something properly. I think the last actual proper run I did was the 10K we did with the band that time, right? Um, so I was like, oh, man, it's one of these things. You're like, oh, give me a shout next time you get out and I'll come along with you just, just to see how it goes kind of thing. Thinking nothing would come of it. Needless to say, last night, Messi's me. All right, man, I'm going for a run at half seven. Be doing it mindful then. I was like, no! <laughs> Mate, you set yourself up for that. Raging! Um, so I blew the cobwebs off my running shoes and off I trotted. It was all right. I mean, it's running. Still pish. I didn't enjoy any of it, but it was it was nice to go out and see if I could still do it. I figured... So you t- you've, you've told me you've done a 5K. Emma takes me all day there saying she's done a 10K. Oft. Nah, no need for that, certainly. The only way I'm going to do that is if I do another 5k. She's dead to me. You're dead to me. <sighs> Shut up, man. You were running up hills for ages. You, you were all about the cardio for a while. Aye, 3k. Whatever. Oh, no. 3k up, 3k back. That's 6k, that's more. No, no, no. 3k up then stagger back. Off going thirsty to say, I'm fucked, I can't even breathe. My legs are dead. Pick me up. Where are you? Up, up the hill. Um, anyway, it was more of a social experiment just to see if I could actually run 5k because they were doing a couch to 5k. I figured I'd been sitting my ass on a couch for the past four months. I might as well just go skip straight to the 5k. Um, you went from a couch to 5k? Yeah, pretty much. That's, it. That's how it works, isn't it? <laughs> um, but I was alright, man. It's doable. It was, a feel, it was fairly slow pace. Like, I was just letting Gary do his thing. Until the last, yeah, until the last kind of uh, kilometre and a half, two kilometres, when I went in front of him and just kind of edged in front, just to make him move a bit faster, <laughs> just to push him <laughs> on, man. Because he said his fast, his fastest time so far has been like thirty three minutes or something. So I was like, all right, okay, let's let's push him on a wee bit now and get him down. So we did it in thought just over thirty two last night. So we took a minute off it. So yeah, the plan is, to start. I said, like, listen, man. It's not going to do me any harm to do this a bit more often, do you know what I mean? So I said I'd go out with him once a week, maybe. Not three times a week that he's doing. Once is probably more than <coughs> enough for me. Um, aye, so it'll be, it'll be interesting to see how it goes, see how quickly we can get sub-30. There's still plenty more in the tank last night for me, certainly, but it's just boring. Put this an athlete. Well, I don't know about that. It's just... <laughs> it just it confirmed everything I thought about running from what we were talking about the other week. <laughs> it's like it's just deathly dull. <laughs> that was all a cla- classic Gary move though. He was talking about it. It's like, alright, cool, be down at mine for half seven, so down I trotted. <laughs> just said about to leave, he puts his headphones in. He's <laughs> like, Do you bring headphones? I was like, No. You didn't tell what? me. <laughs> so he so like, oh, I can only run my music in, man. <laughs> so he just ran with his headphones in the whole time. I just trotted along behind him, <laughs> listening to him breathe. <laughs> Like a wee puppy. <laughs> it's brilliant. Well, I know. But uh, so it's good. Uh, right. It was fine. I miss Gary. I miss Gary and Stephen in the gym. Totally, man. Yeah, absolutely. I've not seen Stephen for ages. Actually, I need to kind of catch up with him. Um, but aye, so did that last night. So my leg, it was, it was fine. It wasn't breathing particularly hard. My quads were quite tight towards the end because the last stretch was a slow, gradual hill. So it was quite uh. quadgy towards the end. And then this morning. Woke up, he's like, oh, do I go for a cycle? I was like, no. 
no, so off we went. No, no, no. <laughs> but, uh, it was actually was really good. Eh? What? Remember we, Amy and Mel that I used to train yeah, to yeah, yeah, yeah. The Thursday night when uh-huh. you, Gary and Stephen were in training. <laughs> ah, right enough, yeah, of course. You remember the story? What and, was that? Uh, oh, yeah. And then came around and said, oh, oh, he's lost a lot of weight, he's looking great. <laughs> <laughs> and then they realised it was Stephen. <laughs> <laughs> I'd seen Gary the week before. Yeah, right enough, aye. <laughs> to be fair, the big man, he has lost a bit of weight. He's lost a good bit. Because right, he's, um, and what he was saying is now... They're allowed to do football training and stuff again. He like coaches yeah. his kids' team and stuff like that. So he's going to be out doing that like four days a week and stuff. And if he's doing like sort of two or three runs in between time as well, then aye, we're good to aye, go. Good aye, aye, absolutely. But, um, aye, so then we did that last night, and then we ended up going for a cycle this morning. So we yeah, went to right. the the Greenock Cut, which is amazing actually. Oh, it's brilliant, man. Done that years ago. It's great. It's really nice. Like the, the the for the most part. Cycles dead easy, man. It's just a big flat ring round the top of this hill, Aye. except the one last bit um, before you go back to the kind of visitor centre. There's like a total massive <laughs> gravelly incline that you need up, and then a massive <laughs> downhill after that. But um, it's lovely, amazing views and stuff, man. So it was good. Right, it's probably good for my legs That's actually getting it done. But subsequently, I am now gubbed. Oh, I'm just been, I've, I've been into the shed today. Uh, to empty all the stuff out because we've got a week in our concrete shed at the side of the house. Aye. Uh, it's actually based in next door neighbour's garden. Right, okay. So I've got there and just didn't realise how much crap we had collected in the last three years. <laughs> yep. I'm like, oh, even all that out now, I'm pretty sure I've got 25 spiders crawling about my body right now. <sighs> Nasty. Aye. That's horrendous. I've just, I've just been clearing stuff out of the house. I think I'm now... First name basis with the guy at the local skip. Are you just taking a load of it? This is your first time. Chucking all the stuff out. Eh? Mm-hmm. <laughs> just clearing up and out, aye. Aye. I plan for my move house to do it in one trip. Aye. <laughs> you going to hire a van? There's a. See, Kirsty's dad said he's got a car, let's get a van, so we'll see. If, if not, just get a, get, you can get a man with a van for 25 quid for the hour. Ah, fair enough, man. I'll get the big things in. One trip done. Cool. Let's go go in the cars. Nice one. If you need a hand, you know where we are. I was going to say, if you need a hand, you know where Brian is. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's offered to help. Aye. Well, I just did offer to help. Shut your face. You'll be, you'll be busy holding your back gigging. <laughs> I know. I definitely am. <laughs> Friday 4th of September, mate. Keep, your, keep that day free. Friday 4th. Let me just check my diary. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm available, sadly. Uh, I'm available all... I know, I'm available... <laughs> Every day. Uh, aye, that's fine. Give us a shout. Need other time, though. Cheers. <sighs> Happy day. Aye. So, uh... I've got an idea for a big topic. Go. A few folk have been talking about it, and I've seen quite a few things <sighs> appearing online. Right. Um, talking about training to failure. Should you? Shouldn't you? All right, okay. Cool. Should you? Closing conduct. What do you think? What, what's your opinion on it? Uh, depends what you're doing, I guess. Um, I would say if you're doing kind of lighter weight hypertrophy stuff, then training to failure probably has its benefits. If you're doing heavy weight stuff where you're trying to get one rep maxes up or whatever else, training to failure, probably not ideal when you've got a lot of weight on you in whatever capacity. Also, 
if you're trying to make lifts all the time, you don't want to get yourself in that mentality of failing at stuff. Surely you want oh. to make sure, thank you, uh, you want oh. to make sure mentally you, oh. you know you're lifting it all the time. Whereas if you're just failing lift minute. after lift, then it's a bad Did you get your coffee there? I don't, I finished you get your it. coffee mug there? I just finished it. Right, Give me a cheers anyway. Clink. <laughs> that was that was um. Is that a textbook answer. Another beautiful moment. See, actually, mate, 53, 54 episodes in. I'm convinced now you're more knowledgeable than ninety five percent of the PTs in Britain. <laughs> no shit, Phone the boss in August. I'm like, sorry, mate, I've got a better gig now. <laughs> I get a new job. I'm a, I'm a PT, online coach. Um. But um. Does yeah, so, that make sense? Is that my majesty? It makes perfect sense. There was a, a Russian, was Ukrainian, Russian or Ukrainian Olympic weightlifter, and the girl was phenomenal, world champion, world record holder. Uh, she was getting an interview with her and her coach, and the coach interview that. So, um, how many times do you know when you're really pushing it all that, and how many times do you fail a lift? And the guy like that, we don't. Right. If you're if you're failing lifts again and again and again, your programming's wrong. You shouldn't be failing lifts. Mm-hmm. And it means your pro, it means that the athlete is performing something they cannot do, and all the all your breathing is failure. Yeah. You know, we we never miss a lift, so that all she knows is getting that bar from the ground to overhead, and standing up in a legal fashion that gives her the, the rest. Yeah. <clears throat> from a from a sporting point of view. The and I can I totally get that from the kind of behavioural aspect of that if you if you start to fail all the time then all you think is I failed that set I failed that set you know it's not that you've done twenty five reps and then failed twenty six mm-hmm. as you failed that set you yeah. it's failure 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 even yep. just using the word going to failure you're thinking right nobody likes being called a failure mm-hmm. and it's almost it kind of breeds that mentality and I think when I mean, you mentioned about going like heavy weights. Um, you're absolutely bang on with it and the kind of reason is that most people if you're doing the big list you should be working between 70 to 95% of your max yeah and you should if you're if you're failing a list at, at 80% and you're thinking right why at least you know that that number it was just I was on a bad day or I went out for a 5k list and <laughs> 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 um, so you can have reasons like that so you can then rationalise as to why you failed the list yeah. But generally speaking, for your for your body, you shouldn't be failing lifts all the time. Right. From a performance point of view, if you're looking to if you're thinking about competing in six months' time or three months' time or a year's time or even take the Olympics, these guys have got to start training. For example, for the Olympics which went ahead this summer, come August, they start training to get ready for the next Olympics in four yeah. years' time. <laughs> and you're thinking, right. It's not just doing a workout for the sake of doing a workout. It's like, say, for example, they're doing 100 workouts every year. That's 400 workouts they've got. So each workout should complement the next one and be part mm-hmm. of that bigger. It should be like a 400-piece jigsaw puzzle, and that final piece is four years' time at the Olympics. You put that final piece yeah. in when you go out there and do Competition day, do yeah. Aye. If you train to failure all the time, the... Prime example is if if I'm if you plan to do a five k run tomorrow night with Gary right, and you try to push his pace, but I program in your training and I get you doing say 
200 Bulgarian split squats to the point where you cannot straighten your leg and stand up. Right. You might go, oh man, beast of a leg workout. How's that going to affect your training to your run tomorrow? Yeah, that's just not going to happen, is it? It's not going to happen. You're probably not going to feel good for another two to three days after that as well. So yeah. if you're trying to get somebody that is trying to accumulate all these training sessions to build up for that big day, but they're so badly broken for four or five days. Yeah. And if you're thinking about total accumulative, total accumulative volume of training, where if you're trying to build up your work capacity and build up the loading and stress the body in a good way that you, you respond and you recover, if you train so hard on a Monday that Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday is a write-off, the next training session is a Friday, and then if you bugger, if you hammer yourself on that, you're now gubbed Saturday, Sunday, and you're back to Monday, so you've only managed two sessions out of, out of seven days. Yeah. Whereas if you take somebody that might be training smart, they might get five sessions in, so in the space mm-hmm. of one week, one your, your opponents get five sessions on you, you only get two. Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. It's the mentality thing for me a lot as well, um, in terms of if again, speaking for myself in the gym, I know if we've reached the point where there's been a couple of sessions, like if it's heavy bench or like back Aye. trying to do heavy squats, whatever, when we're trying to get like 160 or whatever it was, if you get a few sessions in a row where you, you feel that last lift going into that next session, it's already in your head. You're just thinking, I'm, gonna, I'm, not gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm not gonna do this. This is gonna be too heavy for me. You're I can't shit. do this. You're shit. <laughs> Why are you doing this? Just chuck it. Let's go back to doing right. 140 when it was dead easy. Um, which because ties in with what we were talking about the other week, taking the easy road. It's all it's all mental, man. Do you know what I mean? Right. And I know even uh, recently back on but talking about playing golf again, like I went out last week a couple of times and I was actually playing half decent. I was like, oh yeah, this is good. And that really? that breeds well. I mean, goods are relative term. Less shite, right? Um, you hit the ball. <laughs> yeah, I didn't, I didn't sky all the time. But I had a couple of couple of rounds where it was actually going quite well. My drives were getting better. They were more consistent, which made me think, "Oh yeah, I'm getting better at this, right?" And then we went out on Thursday for Lucy. Just Lucy wanted to go out and play on her birthday. Um, like first tee shot, like straight into the trees, like miles to the right, straight into the trees. I was like, oh, fuck, here we go. And as soon as that first one did, never mind the the last two rounds that were good. As soon as that first tee shot went like trademark right into the trees, I was like, "This is pish. I'm done. I can't do this. This is rubbish." And then sure as shit, like my, every shot I played for the rest of the nine holes was just uh, dire, yeah. man. So it's mm. and again, this could just be me. I know myself, like um, uh, things like that get to my head. So I need that. Going back to the gym thing, I need that confidence yeah. of a good few sessions, smashing lifts, getting them, ticking them off, uh, and going, yes, I can get this, man. So when you do get to a 120 bench or you get to 180 deadlift or uh, squat or whatever, you're going in confident. Mentally, that the makes things, such a difference. One of the things I noticed when I started training under Alexander, uh, my Russian coach, that mm. it was, I had me thought it was always microcycles. So the it would be the training plan this week, let's say four sessions this week. Session one was building up for session four. So in the space of a month, you may get four microcycles in and you've had four four days of, and even 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 each session, like Monday might be you're lifting for a minute and a half, Wednesday you're lifting for two minutes, Friday you're lifting for two minutes, 15, Saturday two minutes, 30. Each day that you beat what you've done, so if you've gone on Wednesday and you go, right, well, I only need to do another 15 seconds. Yeah. 
I, I can I can hold I can my make another fifteen seconds. You do that and you walk out the gym, even just fifteen seconds of your day, you're like that. Ooh. Yeah. I done it. And it might not be a big number, but you think, right, I beat that time from Monday. Mm-hmm. Then you go into Friday session, you're like, oh, it's just another fifteen seconds. You're yeah. not thinking this is now thirty seconds up. You're going, well, it's just another fifteen seconds up. Aye. I've done it before, do it again. And in the end of a so that'll be like over a four week period, you've done you've done maybe potentially eight to ten sessions where you've beaten what you've done before and you're going, Oh, I'm getting better. So that's reinforcing that whole confidence of I can do this. Yeah. And then at the end of three months, it could be almost like 30 or 40 sessions that you've had going, you're on, you finish that 12-week block, you're going, I'm invincible, I'm unstoppable, <clears throat> whatever I'm going to set out to do, I'm going to do it. Yeah. And you just see that total belief when people step on a platform or any compete that, yeah, we know we're going to win it. Like, back in the kind of Alex Ferguson days, I knew they just see that total belief of, now we're going to run every game. Yeah, there's a lot to be said for that, yeah. man. Just absolute bloody-mindedness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. Well, again, we talked about it with the the Stoltman thing, that first one. <laughs> you said as soon as you heard him talking at the start, it's like, nah, he's not going to do it. Uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> Whereas if you just go in believing that oh, I'm going to, I'm going to throw this over my head, man, and it's going to be easy. Uh-huh. Then if, if, it, if if it turns out not to be, then fair play. At least you've. Uh, I, th- you've I think I think if you go in with that negative attitude, you're already. You're already on the back foot. You're already losing. Yeah, I was. I was funnily enough, I was saying this to Lucy today when we were out cycling. Like last stretch, like again, big steep hill, loads of sort of gravel and stuff. We did it a couple of years ago when she was a bit weird and stuff. And at the bottom of the hill, she just got off and we pushed the bike up, and that was fine. It was like today, it's like right, let's go for this. See how you get on. You're bit. You're two years older. You're two years bigger and stronger. You've got a new bigger bike, which will make it easier. So just go for it. And I knew as soon as she got round the corner and saw this hill, she was like, ah, fuck it, right, I can't be asked. Um, <laughs> and just downed the tools. It's like, come on, get on your bike, right? I'll give you a push to get you started. She's like, I can't do it, I can't do it. It's like, well, just get to that first bit and we'll see how you go. Oh, huff, 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 moan, moan, moan. It's like, listen, see if you've got the energy to moan at me on your bike, you've got the energy to pedal it faster, right? <laughs> Shift. <laughs> he says, having spent too long with McGee. <laughs> it's like, if you can you moan know, at me, I you can just... put the effort in. I was just thinking that exact same thing. <laughs> yeah, totally. Um, and she did it, and then she did the next wee bit after more badgering. And it's like that's what you need to do. Don't just give up when it when you think it's going to get difficult. The, the effort you right. put in here is going to stand you in better stead the next hill you get to, or the next cycle you go yeah. on, or the next lift you try and make. If you totally batter the effort in there when it gets difficult, that's get the payoff next time. Do you know what I mean? So it's just yeah. it's just getting in with that attitude of I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna absolutely rip this and, and and give it everything. And then hopefully you do. But if you don't, then at least you've tried and you've 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 instilled that mentality into yourself. It's like the old kind of the, the Roman Roman soldiers like no, I'm just gonna die in my shield. Yeah. I, I don't care what I'm gonna into battle and I'm not gonna quit. I'm either gonna come out victorious or I'm gonna die on my shield. Yeah. But there's no way I'm not gonna try it and it's Aye. I totally and I quite like that kind of. And you go. No, and you go, man. I've kind of quite like that mentality of you know, just, just, just go for it. You just don't know. Nobody knows what will happen. Yeah. But I loved it. We learned a couple of years ago at the Scottish Kettlebell Championships, and I went like, going to try something. We've been training with twelve k snatch. You currently have the world record for the veterans, right? And I went. Start off at twenty reps a minute. 
Just try it. Or 21, 20, 20, 20 or 21 reps a minute, mate. Just go at that pace and see how long you can hold it for. And I went, if you get gubbed after eight minutes and you can't go any longer, then put it down. Mm-hmm. And I went, but you don't want to finish the 10 minutes and go, oh, actually, you know, um, I could have went faster or I could have done more. Yep. Well, just start off, balls to the wall, go for it. And I went, the competition doesn't mean anything and you're not battling for a world title or anything right now. Just go for it. And off you went. And you just seen that we eight, eight minutes gone, we two minutes left. It's that kind of, oh, I still feel okay. Yeah. And she picked up the pace and set a new world record. <laughs> <laughs> and it was just, well, <clears throat> if we went with the kind of original plan of, right, maybe start 18, 19, just play it safe. Yeah. Sometimes you want to say, okay, let's go for it. Yeah, it's finding that balance, isn't it? It's, it's known when to push it if you have that confidence. Again, that's just... Uh, <sighs> That's just good coaching on your part, Scott. Knowing when to push people and knowing when... Oh, man, it's stuck in my throat. Knowing... Well, that hurt you, didn't it? I really did. Today of all days, do you know what I mean? It's like, oh, I just need to get through this. <laughs> knowing knowing when you can push someone because you know that they can do it. Whether they know they can do it or not, you know they can do it. So you know when to push them and when to back off because you don't want to push them to failure and then have that... Yeah mental thing go ah that's too difficult for me I I knew I couldn't do it there's certain people there's certain people I know that if you've done that with them they would crumble yeah but whereas you've got to do with the you've got to pick the right individual knowing that they'll they'll take that challenge and go all right, I trust your opinion and let's go for it and you know that they've almost got that mental resilience that they can go well if this doesn't go to plan that's cool it was just it was an experiment let's try it Um, aye and I was watching the, it was actually this morning, my breakfast, I was watching Alex Ferguson documentary. Oh, right, about okay. And it was quite interesting that when it was interviewing all the players, so uh, yeah, I mean, it was uh, real further. I'm going, well, yeah, I mean, Ferguson was just phenomenal. That We just, he had won so much that we thought, well, yeah, you do know what you're talking about. You are a genius about football. <laughs> and you know what, I will just believe you. If you tell us to go out there and do this, then I. We're going to believe you, and we're just going to try. It. Even if, I mean, even if all eleven players on the pitch disagreed with what Ferguson had said, I uh, mean, we trusted them implicitly. They went, well, no, let's do it. Let's follow the boss's orders and just do it. And I, we were down three 0 to Tottenham <laughs> half time. And Alex Ferguson only said, "We've like, I could have given him the hair dryer treatment. I could have given him a ball. Like, and told so and so he wasn't doing this right, and so and so was not doing that right." But I just said, "Boys, I mean, it's no big deal. First goal wins it." Honestly, believe if you go out there and we get the first goal, the first the team that gets the first goal in the second half is going to win it. Mm-hmm. And within 15 seconds or something to the kick off, they had scored. The man you had went and scored uh, the first goal. Right. So now three one. They ended up winning the game five three. And we're all talking about how we thought that. We all wondered why because we all went into half time thinking, "Oh shit, Fergie's going to give us a hair dryer treatment. He's going to give us a ball again." That you know. Um, we're down 3 0, we're playing shocking. And then, I he just said, boys, first goal. If you get a goal, if you get the first goal in the second half, you'll win it. Brilliant. And off we went and we done it. <laughs> and it was just, and they all talked about his man man, knowing what to say to one player, but what not to say to the next guy, because yeah. he can have different effects. And again, that's uh, just, no, that's just cool. experience, isn't it? Aye. Um, no, it was interesting seeing it. So, when would training the failure be a good thing then? We've established why it's not in some cases. When ah, would it be good? 
this can be quite a controversial subject. Right. Emma. Um, <laughs> okay. If you're on drugs. <laughs> right. Right, okay. Because you're... <laughs> I'm joking, Emma, I'm joking. <laughs> He's not. If... Free needles with every membership. <laughs> <laughs> what? Um, no, with with steroids and stuff like performance and drugs, it allows you to train harder and to the point that you can you can destroy yourself. Boom, pop the pill, shoot up, and you recover. Mm. And that's the main thing that everybody thinks you just inject yourself with steroids and you go to bed and you wake up and you're built. Yeah, <laughs> like no. Um, I knew a guy years ago who, him and, his, him and his pal both started taking the gear and they'd ask for an opinion on it and I'm like, ah, look, personally, I don't think you should, but it's not, I can't tell you guys what to do with your own bodies. Um, it's your call. But just, if you are going to do it, do it off, not, don't do it off under the counter, guys. Do it through somebody that's reputable. And it was like, no, kind of sports doctors and stuff like that. Right. The guy who was a sports scientist, he was a former doctor and stuff, so he knew what he was talking about in terms of how you cycle certain substances and you take this for four weeks and you come off it for two weeks and you, during your two weeks off you take this sub, uh, this substance instead and it was all the science behind it and what well, I'm supposed like I spoke about it years ago about you get you would get the best knowledge of the best doctors because that's how you would get the best results from it mm-hmm. rather than just shooting up a steroid and going oh right okay oh that's not really what yeah that steroid you're taking mates for um, horses liver, liver failure <laughs> <laughs> there's loads of different types of steroids and the two guys had totally different results. One guy in the space of six months was monstrous. The other did nothing. The difference, the guy who was getting amazing results contacted a load of top bodybuilders that were on the gear, and they said, train twice a day, go and double your training, Aye. eat like a king, and just annihilate yourself. But meanwhile, the other guy just trained the same doing three sessions a week. Right, okay. And he just... I just he th- thinking the steroids are going to do the work for him. Aye. And that's anybody, anybody that's a top, top bodybuilder on the gear will all say, you need to put in the work. Yeah. You need to go and you just hammer it. Like, God, Arnold Schwarzenegger, I think, he used to talk about... When he's seen... Reg Park's calves. Yeah. Or Sergio Olivier. Yeah, Sergio Sergio Olivier's calves. Like, ah, you do... You do um, Five sets of 20? What? Oh, no. It's like, yeah, calves are a high-volume muscle because you're walking all the time, so they're used to high volume. Yeah. Went, ah, okay. I'm going to go and train 20 sets. <laughs> and he was just, again, not taking the drugs and just hammering the volume and just, they would spend four or five hours in the gym for a session. Yeah, it's nuts, man. It's just wild, That's where the drugs come in is it allows you to recover. Right. For Joe Bloggs, you're better benching close to food again up to 80 90%. Maybe ninety five percent when you're more when you're more trained and kind of adapted to it, but mm-hmm. and so it allows you then to train bench press again 20, 40, or 40, 40 hours later. Right. You can train a bench on Monday, rest when rest Tuesday for a bit on your chest, and then train it again Wednesday. So in that week, you could lift maybe say say you're doing ten sets of ten at hundred kilos. So once say uh, 100 kilos down, so you're doing 10 ton. If you train to absolute, if you take that up to say you were doing 
110 kilos in each set, and then you hit failure so badly you can't train again for bench that week. In that week, you've only lifted 10 sets of 1,100. So 10 times 1,100, 11,000 yes. kilos. Mm-hmm. So you've only done that. If you do 100 kilos and you've done 10,000 kilos in one day, and then you can, you've recovered enough on the Wednesday or the Thursday, you can get by the end of the week, you've now done 20,000 kilos compared to 11,000. Yeah. 9,000 kilos. So 40% improvement. Aye. Or 40% extra volume. So. Yeah. So, I mean, let's say, let's say you're on the gear then, right? What is the benefit of failure? You're breaking the muscle down a little bit further for the microthermal. I mean, DOMS is the, we all know DOMS, the laid on set muscle soreness. So it's where you're basically breaking the muscle down. Right. Um, then the steroids help you repair faster and kind of when you repair back it's kind of more I think it's more uh, what's the word kind of the muscle fibres reconnect and they kind of tear then they rebuild again yeah so the gear, gear just helps speed up that process right. and you break it down repair break down repair break down repair right fair enough so uh, for Joe public just in the gym no point really taking yeah. anything to failure what about stuff like drop sets and that then? Drop sets. Drop sets are an interesting one that you can bring it when to train to failure if you're Joe Bloggs. I would say if you're at a sticking point, like you hit a plateau and you need to do something different, people will say, you need to shock the muscle, shock the body. Right. And it's, you need to surprise it. And you're like, poo, peekaboo. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, it's really just your body adapts to what you're doing. So a drop set, <clears throat> chucking it in every now and then is good just for the fact that it's totally different. Yeah. And it will, if you're used to always doing five sets of 10, after a couple of weeks, you're not going to get sore anymore, mm-hmm. even as you move up through the weights. So a wee drop set, taking a little bit to feel it. But when, the good thing about drop sets, the weight's getting lighter and lighter and lighter. Yeah. So although you're hitting failure, you're getting the stimulus in the muscle of Jesus Christ, this feels heavy, but you're not actually causing that much damage to it because you went from 100 kilos down to 20 kilo bar. Right, okay. <laughs> Which is always a demoralising experience. Right. <laughs> you're struggling um, to get the so, empty bar off your chest. And it's good that way just to kind of chuck it in, just to, like I say, kind of shock the body, so to speak, that it's helping you get through that plateau or just mix it up a little bit. Yeah. Sometimes we board them as well. Mm-hmm. But, um, I for training for training's sake, taking it to failure, it just doesn't sit right. That you're better stopping if you can take if you can go to failure at ten reps, stop at eight. Right. And you'll get so much more over the over the course of a six month period or a year, you'll get so much more out of your training. Right, okay. The problem with training to failure, again, especially from a competitive point of view, is if you know you've got six months to prepare for some competition or world championships. And in that time frame, you know that the rest of the competitors are all training. The last thing you want to be is injured. Yeah. So the moment you train to failure, you've broken the muscle down, you've broken your energy system down to the point that you can no longer lift that weight. If you push through it or you start to, a couple of things can either happen. Best case scenario, you just cannot lift the bar. And you've got somebody spotting you that will come in. If you take it to the point where you really push through it, a couple of things that you can either 
gub yourself to the point that you're not going to be able to train for a few days after it because you're so badly broken down. Mm-hmm. Again, that second best case scenario, <laughs> where it gets really shitty, is you injure yourself either through you tear a muscle or you end up overcompensating through using different muscle groups. Yeah. And then gives you bad technique and you risk the whole canal, that knock that canal has like a domino effect. If you're benching and you start to kind of the archer back too much or you twist slightly or your elbow comes in, you're looking at your wrist, your elbow, your shoulder, your back, so many, even up into your neck. There's loads of different things that can have a domino effect or that chain, chain, that kind of domino chain effect that yeah. can just wreck you. Aye, again, that, that's going to be a big issue in a, a general public who trains kind of sense more than an elite level because yeah. that's like amateurs are all, are going to try and push for things and not just know where to stop aye and that's that everyone's going to go back in and start training like they used to before we all got locked down without taking any account that we've not really done anything for five months or whatever um, uh-huh. but again it's that mentality you just want to, you want to drive it you want to push at these things and stuff but that's when the form does go break go down and you go alright I can't do it with good technique but if I just push my shoulders forward it will help get it up and stuff but yeah. aye uh-huh. it's knowing when to stop isn't it yep it's no, it's no way to stop and go and it's almost going if you've gone with a plan or oh, right here's what I'm going to do today and you start doing it and you listen to your body and you're like alright if that feels good right if it feels great great yeah. don't then add on another 50 kilos onto the bar and go right let's push it to you yeah. if it feels bad and again coming out of lockdown this could be a, probably do probably do a post lockdown um, gym podcast <laughs> it's a whole that's a whole topic just counting but up every minute injuries Oh, I mean, it's going to be mobbed by injuries. <laughs> I guarantee it. You're going to see people going back into deadlift routines and racking their back. You're going to see people hitting the machines or the weights. You're going to see tennis elbow. They're going to shoulder niggles. They're going to see hundreds. Aye. Not for me. I'll be doing all my lifts with the empty bar. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Sensible. People, if you spend... If we take, if we all take a four week period of kind of, of what, a four week phase return, it is going to do its wonders. Yeah, totally. I know. I will definitely be <laughs> taking it easy for the first few weeks back, man. Uh, <laughs> it's going to uh, hurt oh, bad. If we, if, if the gyms do open mid August, if we train a sensible program, I mean, I've already started jotting down ideas for us. Right. Okay. In terms of just. Not, I hate using the term like a bulletproof approach, but just almost bulletproof the body back. So you just like full body exercises, train everything. So and just over the space of a week, every body part's been targeted. Yeah. So you're not. None of us know the effects of what we've been like stuck in the house and limited movement in terms in terms of training and just kind of general day to day movement as yeah. well. That lower backs might be okay. It's not. Mine or it might. Or it might be a little bit weaker. Oh, wait a minute, if that's a little bit weaker, we need to then think, right, lower back, back squat, dead lift, front squat, okay, shoulder press, are we going to compensate the lower back? Because shoulders, everybody might have been doing push-ups, and then you go back to shoulder press, oh, I, I could still lift what I could before. Yeah. Yeah, your core strength in your lower back might not be the same, and then you arch your lower back, there you go. Yeah, no, my lower back's goosed, mate, so. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just, it's yeah. just from, like, sprawling on the couch or sitting on the floor on my laptop and stuff. It's just... It's just sore. I've, I've been spending lots of quality time with the massage gun the past few days, which has helped. Oh, to be fair, it's putting it in my butt. Um, 
<laughs> no, I did find myself like just doing the old see the sort of stretch we used to do in the gym with the old lying on the floor and knee over the side and all the rest of it. Yeah. That, that geezer with a knee round doing that and just getting the massage going right around the base of my back and my ass <laughs> just to try and loosen everything off a bit. Hmm. It helped though. But it's just wee things like that will make a huge difference when you get back to it. Yeah, yeah, totally. It's going to, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing how people approach their training when they get back. <laughs> because that whole year, it's, it's like the you know, the 45-year-old guy that comes into the, the martial arts studio. Yeah, yeah, man, uh, I want to sign up for your martial arts class. All right, yeah, cool. Been in before? Yeah, I'm a black belt. Yeah, when you were 12. <laughs> yep. <laughs> You're like, that was 33 years ago, mate. You're no longer 12. I know, but I was a black belt. And he, and he tries to do a flying sidekick or something and just rips everything <laughs> in his back and you bottle the in his legs. And you're like, mate, understand where you were and what you could do yeah. and where you are now. It's been a realist. Aye. I think it's, it's going to be huge in terms of people that are getting carried away. Yeah, totally. Not this guy. No. <laughs> Lazy bones. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to ha- I'm gonna have to handle you and Brian with kid gloves. Yeah, man. I want some light bodyweight exercise and in a gentle row or a cycle. <laughs> uh-huh. That'll do. Fifteen minutes in the road to cover five hundred meters. <laughs> <laughs> Sweat. Is that <laughs> now I'm looking no, forward to getting back <clears throat> into it, man. Um, it'll be good just to. Start doing stuff again because again, my own worst enemy. I could be doing stuff in a house, but oh, I just can't be asked. <laughs> I've got a lot of stuff to do, and I just don't like training in a house. It's rubbish. I've been mobbed because I'm, I'm packing the house up just now, and I'm taking yeah. skip run. I've been doing, basically my three days. I'm either if I'm not on a call, I'm packing up stuff in the house and like I say, taking all the pictures down, filling in the holes, touching up bits of paint and stuff just yeah. to get ready for the for leaving the because we're in here, and then. Any other free day I've got, I'm down at the gym doing all the kind of renovation stuff there. And yeah, of course, eh? And every time you go up the road, you're like, oh, all right, next, next call, next call, next call, and then it's like half eight night, and you're going, eh, I'm going to bed to watch the movie. <laughs> I just, I've been enjoying doing different stuff, man. I've been enjoying, like, Aye. going a lot of cycles and stuff. Playing golf, obviously, just walking and things. It's just nice nah. doing different things, man. I'm still yeah. very I mean, active, just in a different way. Yeah, and sometimes that's good. It's yeah. just to mix it up a bit so the boredom doesn't have the complacency. Yeah, I totally. Yeah. Don't and get that's me wrong. That's another thing that's been the peculiar. Everybody will do like, train. Ah, say bicep curls. Yeah. And eventually they lose it. They lose it the muscle and they have to go to another part of the body and then the whole technique breaks down and they're just annihilating themselves. Yeah, yeah. And it's still no benefit. And what we spoke about last week with the high rep body weight stuff, you get to a point of like diminishing returns where you're not no longer actually serving any benefit to yourself. Yeah. All you're doing is really just breaking yourself down. Yeah. Uh, brief side note, speaking of last week's podcast, did someone forget to post the podcast a fortnight ago? What actually happened was... <laughs> Here we go. Yes. <laughs> Very much. What actually happened was, yes, I did. <laughs> yeah. I had put it in and... Brody had come up and wanted to shot my phone. Don't blame like, Brody. And what I'd done was I thought, all right, cool. And I thought I'd hit publish and I hadn't. Because <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> in my head, it was only when I went to do the next one, I went back in and I moved into that account and I'm like, 
that post still isn't it? That post is still waiting to be hit too late. Publish it now. I just when I saw the Instagram thing today, it's like, oh, don't forget oh, to check oh. out last week's podcast. <laughs> well, aye, well done. Aye. <laughs> and well, uh, oh shit, I didn't hit. I've done it before, but I'm making message folk details for a send them a training plan you go in there's like a full massive uh, training plan yeah I've done that for you forget, like, type it all out and forget to press send uh, oh, I get distracted or something then forget about it aye and yep. you come up and it's that I'm trying and I'm trying to make sure I do things and the kids aren't there because they're like daddy 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 dad come and see this oops <laughs> aye I'm terrible for that oh man glad it's not just me anyway they're all there anyway so it's fine everyone can catch up then yeah. <laughs> all eight of you who listen the podcast was out already the podcast was available last week it was just the Instagram post I had they sent alright so you'd actually put the, pod, the podcast out aye oh, that's what I do when I put it on the computer I put the podcast out on what, the Sunday night or Monday morning aye it was a Sunday night I'd done that I published it on the computer and then with the wee video clip I do the edit that and then the email it to myself ah, see I, I thought you'd there. forgot to put the whole thing out that's fine no, no, no. Because if people subscribe, if people subscribe, which you should subscribe, um, then it'll go to them automatically <laughs> anyway, so it's fine. For those of you who didn't pick up Colin's message there, subscribe. Yeah, baby. <laughs> and like and share and review. Thank you. And send us questions. Yeah. More questions, because we've had some questions recently, which is nice, because it gives yeah. us stuff to talk about that isn't just rubbish. Yeah, it makes us actually think a bit more, doesn't it? Yeah, although today was fairly informative, I thought. Aye. Really? I'm just, just from my point of view, I made, I made it sound like I knew what I was talking about for a brief second. <laughs> it sounded good, mate. Do you know what? You would actually, you could hold your own in a room full of PTs. <laughs> Brilliant. And when I say PTs, I mean pure twats. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in a lot of rooms full of them, man. Especially when the gym reopens. Um, aye, questions would be good. Send us stuff. Let us know things. Yeah. Let us know you're listening. It's nice to hear you. I know Kathleen listens all the time. She puts people posts mm-hmm. on Facebook and that. Aye. Which is lovely. Thanks, Message Kathleen. You. Thank you. She misses you. She doesn't miss me, but she misses you. Well, she's only human. Can't uh, blame her. That's because you give her like bad stuff to do, and I'm nice. I just I, I encourage her to like do mad curls and stuff, trying deadlift, silly things. <laughs> no, you, no, you don't encourage Kathleen to do mad curls. Kathleen comes in, pushes you out the road, and takes the bar off you. Basically, yeah, that, that is pretty much what happens actually on Saturday mornings. He's <laughs> like, "What are you guys doing? <laughs> Give us a shot." <laughs> We struggle to do a set of 10 Kathleen steps and takes the bar off us and reps out 20 reps. <laughs> no, I think you're good. Oh, it'd be sad if it wasn't so brutally true. Uh, we Kathleen's looking awesome just now. She's been yeah. training three times a week consistently throughout the whole lockdown. She's done phenomenal. Amazing. Polite golf applause for Kathleen. Right. Nice one. Well done. That's yeah. great. You can see all the de- definition on her shoulders and guns. Ah, yeah. Pew, 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 pew. Arm guns, pow. Um, yeah, yeah. I'm looking forward to lifting weights again. Quite excited about it. I'm looking forward. I'm looking forward to getting a squat rack. Yes, I'm looking forward to um, getting the the knee sleeves and the shoes back on and doing some proper squatting, man. I say yeah. that now. I'm not going to be able to sit down without holding on to things afterwards, but it'll be nice to get back to it. 
I think my knees will benefit from having done more squats again. Yep. I think everything will benefit from doing more squats again. Aye. <laughs> so, anyway, I always notice it if I've had some time off. For whatever reason, like my back hurts, my knees are a bit sore. One squat session, everything just kind of clunks back into place. <laughs> like, ah, oh, that's amazing. <laughs> it's like... It's like when you've got like the old video recorder didn't work and then you get a hammer and you just hit it with a hammer and it starts working again. <laughs> a good squat session is just like that big hammer. Just compress all your joints back into position. Aye. Pushes <laughs> all the pain out. Yeah, totally. Do you know what I'm looking forward I'm to? Look, I'm looking forward to it. I want to get in the gym before the winter kicks in. I want to get the roller doors open. I want to get Aye. training. Far- We're going to be doing a lot of farmer's walks. Oh, I love a farmer's walk. Aye. Can we use the big, the big long guys? Yep. They're One of the great. best things anybody can do when they get back to the gym is start. Instead, of don't don't be worrying about doing all your hundreds of setups. Start doing farmers walks. Great. But loaded carries, just from a kind of structural strength point of view of making sure that you're working your grip, all the back muscles, core muscles, and you're just you're strengthening everything up, so you're basically just becoming solid. Yeah. Not in a kind of stiff point away, but your body is becoming resilient to the kind of train demands again. It's, it's definitely something we're going to be hitting a lot of. Brilliant. Looking forward to it. Did you ever get that sandbag? Remember you kept talking no. about getting a sandbag where you could vary the weights and all that? It never happened, did it? No. Alright, good. <laughs> that's because the wage stopped happening. <laughs> ah, yeah, well, that's fair enough, actually. Aye, <laughs> I know, definitely. Just one... Even like I say, look, the sandbag, walk, pick that up, carry it, carry some weight. Place. I'm not touching that goddamn sandbag. Get like anthrax off that thing. Makes you immune to coronavirus. <laughs> Very good, you just get bubonic plague instead. Which apparently is still a thing. What? Huh. Is that about? Do you know what? People freaked out, yeah. Oh, China's now got the bubonic plague. No. One guy. Apparently talking. it's not uncommon. It's not unheard of. And you treat it with you treat it with some antibiotics. And it's done. Yeah, it's it's not the dark, it's not the dark ages. We're all right. <laughs> uh, loads of these racists come out. They are oh those those Chinese motherfuckers bat eating folk and all that, and they start having a massive rant about them. And then somebody came on and went, guys, one case in China. America has got something like hundred cases every year. Oh really? <laughs> and, like that. and the guy just went, uh, oh. I think oh, for the same reason. Right, okay. Maybe knock it on the head with the eating of the rodents, though. Because, I mean, come on now. <laughs> There's no need to eat rodents. We've got real food to eat. <sighs> Bonkers. But could that, just be, could that just be perception? I mean, people, maybe the Chinese are like, are you, you guys doing eating cows and chickens? Uh, I mean, I think the, the... Oh, hold on, my battery's about to run out of the iPad again. Hello. Hold on, are you see me again? Hello. Because Lucy uses my goddamn iPad to listen to music and never charges a thing. Don't blame your kid. Psh, I'm 100% blaming her. I blamed her. <laughs> I blamed her when she brought it down and said, there's only 15% battery, Daddy. I was like, great, thanks very much. Um, I, I, <laughs> the Chinese government now are issuing warnings saying, please don't eat marmots. We've told you before. It's not good for you. Stop doing it. <laughs> Similarly... Presumably, all the rednecks in America who are eating like skunks or whatever and getting it. Yeah. Just stop it. <laughs> Go and buy some chicken. <laughs> I was going to say something. It's completely gone. Sorry, I fell asleep. Is it, there for wrong, a is it wrong now that that chat made me hungry? 
Could have gone for a wee skunk sandwich. Uh, We're going to have some ratatouille. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great film. We watched that recently. It's very good. It's a good movie. Yeah. It does make you hungry, though. Mm-hmm. You've seen Chef, right? Speaking of films that make you hungry. John Favreau. No, no I'm not seen it. What? Is it good? Mate. Absolute food porn. It's a great film, but holy hell, it makes you hungry. Right? Many reasons to watch this film. Incredible food porn, right? Mm-hmm. John Favreau and Robert Downey Jr. reteaming in a slightly different non-Marvel format. Scarlett Johansson also, in fact, is in it. Oh, so there you go. Tick, tick, tick. Jobs are good in. Get it watched. I'm just thinking Scarlett Johansson and some loads of food. Mm. Mate, there's a bit in it where uh, John Favreau, who's the chef in it, uh, he makes us some pasta dish. <laughs> it's just like the most amazing pasta and then you get to watch Scarlett Johansson eat it <laughs> it's like oh, <laughs> this is the best film ever made and there's another bit he makes his kid a grilled cheese sandwich I swear to god man you know Kirsty doesn't eat Kirsty Scarlett Johansson do you really? yes and I'm like uh, obviously yes. really so the question's that yes and then she turned around and she went like that right that's my right hand you've got Scarlett Johansson the left hand you've got Gal Gadot Wonder Woman pick and all that Scarlett simple oh you're just sandwiching there I see where you're going yeah. uh, nah Scarlett put your hand together <laughs> no you need to watch Chef man it's amazing everyone yeah, out there if you haven't watched it, the film yeah. Chef go watch it it's great and it has a banging soundtrack as well it's really good that's your homework for next week, right? Go and watch that film. Yeah. What, what, we watched a movie called Vacation. It's basically a kind of modern-day remake of the National Lampoon's Vacation. Nope, I'm out. Don't touch it. Leave it alone. The original's a classic. I, don't, I didn't know. I didn't realise until Chevy Chase appeared at the end as the father. Or, oh, sorry, the grandpa. Clark W. Griswold? Aye. Nice. Because I, I, I was talking about, come on, we're the Griswolds, and I'm going... Yeah, man. This is this sounds really familiar. Yeah. Griswold vacation. Chris Hemsworth in it. Yeah. Oh, what did I watch recently that he was in? It was hilarious. Oh, pish. Oh, the, um, uh, the Jane Silent Bob reboot movie. Kevin Smith film. They're, it's really? like, it's shit but, shit but daft, right? If you've ever watched any uh. of Kevin Smith's films, like Mallrats and Chase and Amy and stuff like that, right? You know exactly what you're going to get. But Chris uh. Hemsworth's in it. <laughs> he does a kind of cameo on it. Um, where he's just a hologram of himself at this like Comic Con type thing, but he's really funny. <laughs> uh, he does. He kind of plays that similar. He does a kind of cameo in the Vacation movie. And, Aye. Um, he's hilarious, man. The guy's a comic. Yeah. He's, oh, oh, he's phenomenal. <laughs> Total um, comic actor. But the two, like, the kids in it in that Vacation movie, they turn around and the older boy's like kind of geek and he's and he kind of starts to fall in love with this girl that they kind of keep meeting at all the traffic or the kind of roadside cafes. 
the motels and and uh, his dad comes and sits next to him. He scares the girl off and he's like, Dad, oh, oh, but son, I thought you needed a wingman and stuff. And he's like, you know, you can ask me anything. And he's like, all right, okay. Um, what's the rim job? <laughs> and the dad's like, that, um, oh, rim job, I, mean, uh, I don't really know. I mean, oh, maybe if you just kiss somebody with the rim of your mouth, you know, so you just kind of really close, your, pucker your lips really tightly. So it's just, when you kiss them, you just kiss them with the rim of your mouth. And he's like, oh, all right, cool. So, Ten minutes later in the movie, they stop in the roadside again, and the wee boy and the wee boy and he meets this lassie. Uh, so, oh hi, and they start chatting away, and it's like, you, you know, I mean, what do you want to do? And he went, uh, what do you want to do? And he's like, well, do you want a rim job? And, uh, <laughs> and the girl's like, ah, hey, what's wrong with you? You freak! <laughs> but it's wow. just. It's just loads of stuff like that throughout the movie, and I'm looking Kirsty's like that. That chat is just like you with Logan and Brody. <laughs> well, here's a conversation to have with social services. Uh, and it's, it's loads of chat where every time the father, the, the son's asked the dad a question, the mother's like, no, 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 no. Oh, well, there we go. Check it out. If nothing else, we now know that chaining the failure, bad. But those two films worth a watch. Yes, probably more though. Chef, because it's good, and that sounds a bit yeah. pish. It's pish, but funny. Pish. Yeah, it's, it's an easy one to watch. Let's go watch the original then. That's crap, but great. Aye. But I'll, 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 I'll maybe get out. That's, that's definitely one to watch on a plane. I think when you're trapped yeah. and there's nothing better to do. Aye. I watched Heat last night again. That's great. Oh, I've not watched that in years. Brilliant. It's quite long, but good. Check it out, folks. <laughs> this is now like Scott and Colin's movie review show. Hi. <laughs> Give you your movie, movie picks of the week every week. Folks, send us your um, favourite movies to watch. Yeah, that'd be good. I have movie recommendations as well as training questions would be good because I'm running out of film yeah. to watch just now. Because we've, we've been watching one. Rest and recovery is a very important part of training, so exactly. downtime of a movie is good. There you go, perfect, right. Movie suggestions, please. Answers on a postcard to... Debbie does Dallas at <laughs> gmail.com <laughs> <laughs> oh. no, um, Aye, send it to Games and Pain. Send it to Instagram and Games and Pains. Cool. 252. Yes. Right, yes. with that being said... I'm going to go before all my batteries run out and I fall asleep in the microphone. I'm going to go and train my daughter if she answers the phone. Nice one. Oh, have fun, son. Bye. Bye, everyone. Bye, Pop. Have a lovely week. Au revoir.